Um, so look, um, you know, we um, have a lot of conversations with people who are very, very passionate about the next generation, next generation of creative people that are coming through NIDA. And, um, you know, many of us, um, including the Valnaves Foundation, have a, you know, a real commitment to supporting First Nations artists. And um, as, do, as do NIDA. And, um, you know, we have a great synergy, really, in that, um, in that real desire to support First Nations artists, um, respecting that, of course, when, when students apply, they've already got, um, you know, a creative life that they're engaging with. And um, we, wanted, we wanted to work out how can we really um, enable support for First Nations um, artists to, to, come, to, to come forward and apply to NIDA and to take away some of the barriers for participation, such as, you know, living a cost, coming to Sydney, um, you know, um, ability to go home and visit your country, go home and, um, you know, be on country, um, and also the ability to sort of, you know, have that kind of the, the guidance that, a, um, that an elder and resident would, um, would provide. So mm. this, um, this is, I mean, this is a fantastic um, um, generous gift from the Balmain Foundation. So what it is, is they basically pledged $530,000 and um, that is going to support three really substantial scholarships. So a scholarship of $90,000 um, and then the money for the individual to travel um, home wherever they live and to stay connected to their community. Um, there's also um, then at the end of their studies, through our various networks, um, it will really it will pay for a six-month internship directly out of NIDA to um, ensure that um, the, the the student um, really is well positioned to kind of really fly once they leave um, leave NIDA and go into the industry. Mm. So, um, in addition to this, um, the 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 foundation has actually provided um, support for an elder in residence for six years. And that personally really, really um, important, I think, for any students that are undertaking study whilst they're at NIDA. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just fantastic. So, you know, to be clear, there's going to be a scholarship um, offered for people coming in in, in 2022. And um, that's going to be $30,000 a year over three years yeah. for the bachelor's course. Um, and then there'll be another one the following year in 2023 and 2024. And we're really, really keen to get some applicants from any um, First Nation creatives that really, really um, are, are keen to pursue a creative career and pursue their dreams. Mm. And um, we, just as a bit of background, Joseph, we have an, a range of um, BAs that are available. So, of course, we've got a very famous um, Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. So many people know about that, um, that course. So people like Rob Collins and Miranda Tapsell have been through that program. Then we also have other fantastic um, courses such as a BFA in costume and Emily Perez um, graduated from that course last year and she was the first First Nations student um, undertaking costume making and she's already flying in the industry. And then we have a BFA in design, like production design, yep. a BFA in props and objects. We actually get to make a lot of props and BFA in scenic construction and um, also the BFA in technical um, theatre and stage management, where you do things like lighting design, sound design, you learn to call a show, um, and you learn the sort of the nuts and bolts of um, the sort of management of, um, of performance production. So also with the, the successful applicants, um, they will be matched with a First Nations Arts Industry Mentor? 
Yeah, sorry. Um, thanks for the pick up on that one. So that's really important that when um, when we have the, the successful applicant comes into NIDA, we'll have a conversation with them and really really try and understand, I suppose, what their aspirations are. And of course, those will evolve over that three-year period. But we will um, match, match them with a First Nations mentor as well. So probably someone who has been through NIDA and... Um, you know, has a lot of industry expertise, or it could also be um, another um, person in the industry who we think yeah. that would really provide both support, but also kind of a ready-made network in terms of meeting other people, um, you know, introductions to, um, you know, different practice that's happening as well. So that's yeah. going to be really um, super important, and um, that will be set up, and obviously that will be a conversation. And the other thing I just want to mention, Joseph, is that we've, um, we've it's been fantastic to have Rhoda Roberts working with us. So she started working with us um, two or three months ago, and she's working with us just a day a week at the moment. But the impact that she's making already is really fantastic. And um, yeah, just and she's catching up with all the students at the moment. Yeah. So I saw a similar model with when I went over and sussed out afters with um, the elder in residence, and yeah. Um, yeah, so that, so just having that extra support, um, you know, with First Nations students coming through, has it been hard to sort of keep them, um, I suppose, you know, Sydney is a quite intimidating place, <laughs> being an Alice, yeah. um, but is it just really just to have that security of, yeah, having that support there for students? Yeah, absolutely. And look, 100% agree with that. So um, we have um, we have a number of First Nations students um, that are studying with us at the moment, and I've been in the role for a couple of um, coming up to about eighteen months at the moment. And one of the things that um, the first thing I did was actually ask um, Kaya Hepworth to come onto our academic board. Um, so she joined our academic board in February um, twenty twenty, and we're just trying to make sure that there's um, you know there's a good good um, comfortable community where there's an opportunity to you know, to have a bit of a chat and, um, you know, just sort of touch base and um, just say it's just a safe space, really, for, for students to engage and to chat. Um, so there's a lot of different conversations going on at the moment. We've changed the whole structure of our, um, a, a sort of our focus on culture. And when I say that, I mean, you know, focusing on, you know, the kind of um, environment that we want to create for students. Yep. Um, so we actually have a director of people and culture who looks after both staff and students. Her name is Susan Hibukamasurke, mm-hmm. and um, she is very focused on um, making sure that we've got a really um, open, inclusive envir- environment. Um, we've got um, student counsellors that are there as well, that are, you know, it, and you can go to a counsellor just because, you you know, you want to have a chat. You don't necessarily have to have a kind of a moment of crisis or anything. So, but we've, you know, we've really tried to make sure that we've got that support in place. Yep. Um, as well as obviously the elder and residents and people like Rhoda Roberts um, being around. We've also had um, um, Jacob Bone as well, um, has been um, First Nations lecturer in cultural leadership. So mm. that's that's really important. And look, we just we're really keen to hear from um, from you know any any person that is interested in coming to NIDA and, you know, it has a bit of fire in, the, in that belly. I think it would be really fantastic if they um, put in an application. So we've extended the applications until the 29th of October um, to ensure that um, that any First Nations applicants have the time to make the most of the scholarship. 
um, even if, if someone's not sure about, um, in, you know, applying or not. Um, we do, um, Emily Perez is working with us at the moment to, yep. you know, be available to have a bit of a chat and just to make sure that, you know, there's um, somewhere to, somewhere to talk to to kind of, you know, um, demystify the process or understand, um, she's happy to share her personal experience as well. So just really keen to, you know, hear from anyone that is, um, interested and, um, yeah, I just think there's just so many, um, opportunities nowadays for, mm. Um, First Nation storytelling and we really want to make sure that we enable every single um, individual that is interested to, to come and get um, some learning from, from, from NIDA, you know, respecting of course that, that anyone that comes to NIDA has already got a wealth of knowledge that, um, you know, um, that they'll bring with them. So there'll be travel costs covered going back and from home. Correct. Just touching yeah, on the on-country experience during studies? Yeah, so look, I mean, that's a, that will be in conversation with the elder residents and, and um, you know, someone like Rhoda is giving us a bit of advice at the moment. Um, but that will be... Um, so what we what, what we basically have put aside is a, a budget specifically for um, individuals to um, travel back home, wherever they may be. Yep. Um, and it doesn't... You don't necessarily need to be out of Sydney. Um you know, we'll we'll have to be a bit sensible about how we spend that money. But there's money. It's basically a budget to support individuals to to go home and you know spend that time with with um, local community and stay connected. Um, and then there's also um, um, another um, um, opportunity for students, and and that may be a it may be um, a moment where some of the students um, actually go and have an on country um, experience together with yeah. First Nations students. So. Um, but I think we. This is the first time we're doing this, so in a way, we're going to wait for a bit of feedback as well from the the people that are undertaking the courses as well, yep. and um, you know, make sure that we, we we listen intently and try and get it right. Oh, look, it's all it's all there. Um, it's all exciting. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think it's a great initiative. Um, and it seems like the new way going forward. Um, it's sort of a holistic approach. Yeah, look, I totally agree. I think, look, I'm, I just, you know, hats off to the Balmaze Foundation. Mm. Um, they've really worked with us really collaboratively with, about this and have had lots of great ideas. And I just think it's, it's a really holistic approach. Um, it, it also provides a pathway for, um, for a student entering NIDA, um, the support whilst they're there, but then, um, you know, a, a guaranteed um, work opportunity for six months at the end. And, um, and, you know, enough financial support so you're not stressing about money the whole time, which, of course, nobody wants to do when they're, um, you know, living the moment doing um, a NIDA a degree. Well, I suppose historically, um, being that industry and can be quite competitive, I think having that three to six month um, attachment, if you will, that's a great part of it. Sorry? And I think on that, I think that's another that's going to be a conversation with uh, whoever the successful applicant is too, because as they go through their study, they'll probably find that they'll evolve and learn and grow through that period, and um, and kind of that, through that period, I think the other thing that's great about NIDA is that it's very much um, sort of connected to industry, like a lot there's a lot of industry experience within the training, um, and there's, and we also inform a lot of industry practice as well through through um, you know through the people that come through NIDA. So by the time um, someone finishes NIDA, they will have a huge ready-made network 
I mean, not only the um, the the cohort of students they will have been studying with, but they'll also have um, you know many connections into industry and a good understanding mm. of the landscape. Mm. So um, you know, we, and then we will work with them to um, to negotiate the six months um, paid internship with an appropriate um, organisation, depending on where their interest is. And and just to give you a sense of the kind of pathways that NIDA students go um, go go into the sort of industries um, they go into. So. You know, we really do a very broad-based performance training. So some students will go into, um, you know, a theatre-type industry, um, dance, uh, opera, musical, live events, and um, and increasingly screen industries as well. So whether it's, um, um, you know, the the SVODs, the SAN, the YouTube, um, Netflix, etc. And then there's also new opportunities with, I suppose, kind of emerging creative careers which yep. are very much focused on on emerging, sort of pushing the boundaries of performance practice by um, using new technologies in the kind of augmented reality, virtual yep. reality, um, gaming, etc. So, you know, there's there's a huge amount of different um, choices that are, are there um, once the individual sort of gets towards the end of the study and they have a clearer sense of that, we can then work with them to and use our industry networks to set up a a suitable um, six month um, you know paid placement. Okay, so just reiterating, so the the deadline application closes on the 29th now. Yeah, 29th of October, correct. Very yep. good. So so there's still plenty of time. Um, are you getting a lot of numbers coming through applying at the moment? Yeah, look, I mean, we always we always get a lot of people coming through, um, but you know, um, and there's a lot of people that have um, started an application, um, but it will depend on which course the the students going for. So some courses are more popular than others, mm. and um, you know, and it's also about it being the right moment in time for that individual to undertake study, and you know, there's a kind of a mature sort of assessment that goes on as well to really make sure that. Um, you know, this is the opportunity for um, someone at that point in time. But we really, if you're not sure, can I urge you just to, to you know, start putting an application, um, have a chat to um, Emily and, um, you know, just and if there's any other um, questions you've got, you know, just reach out because we're really, really keen to, to hear from you. We're really keen to, um, you know, just to sort of know that you're interested and, um, you know, we really, um, we really want to make sure that we're, um, really opening up the opportunities for First Nations um, um, creatives to, to come forward and to, um, you know, have have the best opportunity for the um, education that um, they want. And they'll have quite a lot of say within that in terms of yeah. um, some choices, in terms of the um, paid internships, um, for example, at the end. Um, and, yeah, just please put an application in. And I'll just share one story with you, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, my, I myself, I went to a film school in, in Melbourne. It was Twinburn Film School at, the, at that time. Yeah. And I, um, I was under the impression that I would never, ever be good enough to get into film school um, really until I'd, you know, I'd sort of like earned, my, uh, earned it really and I'd, you know, made a, a short film and it had to be this quality and et cetera, et cetera. So... I decided that what I needed to do was to learn the application process. So I started putting in an application. And, um, and lo and behold, I got an interview. And then lo and behold, behold, I got in. And I didn't have the right selection criteria that I thought I needed. But I think it's just one of those classic things where sometimes you just don't, you just don't know. And it's just good to give it a go. And you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm. 
Yeah, so just give it a crack. Yeah, because I, I, it's, it's still quite, um, like, because there's so much potential and talent and stories out all over the country. Um, yeah. I suppose that that film space is still growing um, for First Nations people, and I think Absolutely. I think this is a great opportunity to really start unearthing some of that, you know, that grassroots level talent. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and you know, and I, and look, and I'm very respectful of the role that Calm has played as well, um, in terms of providing, you know, access to, to, to information like we're having chat right now, um, and the the role that Calm has played in terms of you know providing opportunities for learning and um, about you know production, whether it's doing nanapers or, or, or whatever it was. Um, so I just think you know, it's. It's fantastic to see this kind of um, the shift that's changing, and um, and I think that you know employers are hungry for really really great um, you know creative talented people, and they're really keen to have First Nations um, voices um, you know driving some of the content. Um, really keen to have um, I think there's a real shortage at the moment of First Nations. Um, um, role. So, for example, there's just not enough um, production, there's not enough set designers, production designers, there's not enough costume designers, sound designers, lighting designers, props makers, um, and, um, you know, stage managers. So there's a whole bunch of opportunity, I think, at the moment, which is, you know, which is really exciting. And, you know, we really, really want to make sure that we, um, you know, we're um, we're, we're finding people and they're finding us that, that want this experience. So really hoping that, um, you know, any, if any, any of you out there that are, that are interested in a creative career, please um, think about putting an application in and, um, put an applica- and, you know, you'll be considered for the scholarship by putting an application as well. 